On is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show coming to you live from Oxnard, California. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet of McGregor, our presenting sponsor for our coverage from out here. Now, come out to the Cowboys, and all heck breaks loose back in Waco. All sorts of uh, announcements involving NIL. In this one, our next guest is the CEO of this nonprofit. And um, first of all, uh, John uh, Passavant, great to great to have you on. And it's funny, I've had all these people, our mutual friends, have said, you need to meet this guy, you need to meet this guy. And then, sh- sure enough, uh, quietly, you were putting together this nice NIL deal, so we end up getting to meet on the radio. So great to, uh, great to visit with you. Hey, Matt, likewise. I appreciate it, man. It's great to be here. I appreciate what you do. Well, so the G by G exchange, which is the G and G stand for green and gold uh, of Baylor. This is to connect Baylor student athletes with NIO opportunities. Um, And John, this is a uh, this has been a space that I think all Baylor fans have been kind of wondering, Okay, what's Baylor going to do? And Baylor had their own announcement today about some things they're going to do. But I thought this was really fascinating for you being the CEO of Startup Waco, uh, how long has this been in the works? And because this is not something you can just put together in an afternoon, this is a really uh, interesting idea. And of course, you got to play by all the rules and all that kind of stuff. John, when did you start down this path? And um, and 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 obviously, uh, uh, congratulations! By the way, very exciting. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's- you know, Matt, it's been a it's been a journey for us. Um, our organization is uh, about five years old. It was started originally conceived in 2017. Um, I took over here as CEO in 2019, uh, and really we first started thinking and talking about uh, the NIL space. You know, through the beginning of 2021, mid 2021, when the rules became official. And our interest as an as a economic development organization in Waco, you know, we we see the NIL as an opportunity, but we really see it as an opportunity to do some some unique student athlete development, especially in entrepreneurship. And so, you know, NIL is not just about rights and promotion and events; it's also about student athletes being able to, for the first time, leverage their platform for something uh, for something bigger and something lasting. And so, we want to help see that happen here. All right, so uh, and you you have a fascinating backstory yourself. You were into modeling, and uh, you had a modeling career, and had a great career there. And then, boy, you you really have had this entrepreneurship uh, bug, even going back to a fashion line, and uh, that you had. I don't know. John, if you've seen me, I don't think I could pull off any of the clothes or some of the items you may have been selling over the years. I don't think that's really up my alley, but uh, uh, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Now, when you think of these student athletes, I mean, they're very young to possibly be thinking about branding or starting a business or whatever. Is this, I guess, in some sense, in addition to a way to help them make some money, this almost comes across to me, John, as sort of an educational type experience for them is that the way you kind of see it yeah absolutely right uh you know there, there's no denying that the era of nil in, in college athletics has, has shifted the landscape of how uh players are going to be viewing their their time as, as student athletes and um 
in that vein, just like we would with any entrepreneur in the community, you look at the, the assets that you have at your disposal, you look at what you can work with, and then you apply that to a goal and you go after it. So we see this as for student athletes, not just a way of making money, but a way to, of, of leveraging something, leveraging up into something more. Uh, so that regardless of their athletic career, they've got, you know, they, they start building something of, of value and of meaning. And we think if we can do that collectively, that's a good thing for not only them, but the whole Waco business community. Okay, so how, how will this walk us through it? Will the business leaders and, and business folks of Waco be able to um, <clears throat> go through this uh, basically through the system to find out. And by the way, I'm sorry, my voice is leaving me today. Oh, so, right. uh, which is great when you're in radio. Yeah, yeah. It's right. this, it's this uh, weather change going from like 90, 102 to uh, 72, which is great, but yeah, it's been no weird bragging, on the voice. No <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to need you to do most of the talking here. Um, <laughs> How do you how how will people sort of get in touch with Startup Waco? Not only the student athletes, but on the other side, the businesses that would like to utilize this service. Sure. So, you know, for years we've been doing a, a similar service with entrepreneurs in the community. So, if you are in Waco or the surrounding region uh, and you have a business idea, or you've started a business, and you could even be, you know, partway through your, your journey, but you want to pivot or you want to level up into something new, you can come to us here at Startup Waco, and we will hopefully be able to help bring the right resources and partners and people around you, because there's all sorts of things that you'll need that you don't necessarily realize when you're starting out, especially. Uh, you need the right kind of professional advisors. You need the right type of capital. You need the right type of, of even product development expertise. So we can help connect that to within the business community for sure, but even regionally and nationally, part of our job is connecting the Waco ecosystem to the other regional ecosystems in Texas and Austin and Houston and Dallas and Fort Worth and, and beyond. So we just took that same profile of work and are now just targeting it to student athletes. So the GXG exchange is really focused on first on NIL, because we believe that's a powerful tool that student athletes can use uh, in their in their personal journeys as they as they move forward through their careers, and so we wanted to make it easy for businesses, for individuals, to to support the program, to support student athletes, to uh, engage in all the different things that NIL can do. We wanted to make that we wanted to make a vehicle for that to happen uh, first of all, but it doesn't stop there. It really we we created a. A program where student athletes can actually take some of that and invest it in developing a, a a new business or a new venture or pull together and do something. And you were right to point out that I think part of the impetus for this was a bit of my own journey and story, where you know I was a kid that grew up in a, a rural part of Pennsylvania, and then at 22 moved to moved to New York City to explore this 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 world in, in fashion and brand representation and modeling. And I had no idea what that meant. Um, there were people that had gone before me that I could kind of see their path. And I thought, wow, that's, that's really the kind of thing that I want to do or what I want to be. And I saw people make some of the wrong decisions. And as I entered into that world, I made some good decisions, made some bad decisions, but just learned a lot along the way and kind of stumbled through a lot of it. And that's true for a lot of these players, especially in this NIL era and beyond is that they're going to need a team of people around them that can help them stabilize, align their goals, understand their goals, 
and take the right steps forward. So I wish that I had had a support system like this because what I ended up doing was sort of stumbling my way through that for, for a while. And, and again, in the, in the fashion, it's different than in sports. You know, my career was over 15 years doing that full time before I started getting into some of the, the businesses that I started. And so I had a bit of a longer trajectory in that than, than most, but what, what I what I did end up doing towards the later part of that was seeking out the advice and the help of groups that could help me develop what I wanted the next phase of my life to look like. And that's really how I got into entrepreneurship to begin with. And so, again, looked at the assets that I had, looked at the potential that I had, the platforms that I had, and said, how can I leverage this for what I want to do next? And so it really is that same process that we're trying to implement here. And I think that this organization was really – really uniquely suited to uh, take on that task with student athletes because we're very comfortable uh, working with people that have a lot of acumen in what they want to do or that need a lot of support in what they want to do because the reality is everybody needs support. Businesses don't start in a vacuum. We want to create and provide easy access to the tools that, that student athletes will need to, to take the next steps in, in whatever their career wants, what they, they want to do. And we can also, because we're so plugged into the business community here, even the nonprofit charity community here, that's really our mission as a nonprofit is to connect all these different players and constituents and build an ecosystem that really helps everyone in the community to thrive and to grow and to, to really be something new. You know, these collectives in college football have a place. Y'all are decidedly not a collective, and I do think that right. fits with Baylor's mission. Um, I'm not saying that that won't happen, and there might be a collective sure. out there at some point, but like you said, your nonprofit status um, is, uh, I think, and uh, in, in what you do, it fits the mission of Baylor. And uh, and I find it really interesting as Baylor uh, rolled out its uh, – it's sort of uh, the Baylor Marketplace idea today. Uh, y'all rolled out your uh, NIL deal, and it's just I think it's going to be great for players. And, uh, you know, everybody will have to kind of figure this out as they go. You're going to have to maybe train some of the – the good news is, John, you've met a lot of the unbelievable business leaders and uh, successful folks in Waco. So you already have relationships with those people. So I think it gives you, you know, that kind of uh, – Head start. In fact, I knew you had to be big time because I think the one guy who early on said, "Hey, you might want to meet this uh, John Passavant." It was my college buddy Jeremy Fudge, and uh, okay. Fudge's name start has started showing up on buildings down there. I don't know. That's right. I mean, he's you know he's pretty humble. I still haven't gotten to the bottom of it. I mean, I went to law school too, but my name's not on any buildings. Uh, but uh, but yeah, John, you have a uh, that, that's a great network. I think this is going to be. Uh, this is going to be a really uh, cool thing. And, you know, that, that was interesting. The part I was reading about it where it's kind of like, both, you know, your committee, there'll be a committee there that's that, that, that Startup Waco that I guess you already have in place, and you all will kind of make those decisions on, okay, who's the best fit and who we're going to target. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I would say that that's accurate. You know, as a as a nonprofit, we're very comfortable working with donors and and the regulations. This is a layer of compliance that is unique to, to NIL, which we've been on top of, and we have we have counsel working with us to make sure that everything we do is not only to be the most effective for the student athletes, 
but also with a keen eye towards all of the compliance regulations and all the eligibility regulations. So there's kind of a triangle web of things that you have to you have to be aware of and you have to be diligent with. And so um, the fortunate thing for us is that you know we having done similar things in the past and having worked with donors towards specific initiatives in the past, we have a pretty good system set up already of how to um, you know, very diligently collect and allocate funds in the right manner. So an example of that in the community is that we operate a, a micro loan fund here. So uh, a local entrepreneur who is looking for either startup capital or um, needs a business loan, but it's, a hard, it's hard to get a business loan either with their credit or their, the track record, we've got an option for them. And so we've got a committee and we've got a group and we learn how to allocate those resources. So we've got practice in doing it and we feel like this is really going to be a a job of us ensuring that our contributors, the donors, the people that say they want to come in and help be a part of student athlete development in this way, now with another avenue to do that, specifically through NIL, I think that's that's great that that's now an option for Baylor student athletes. Um, but I also want to say that that is a great means to an end of of some really great uh, positive uh, work that can be done that I think ultimately will not only benefit the Waco business community, but it'll also benefit the athletes that are involved and the programs in general, because if you start seeing successful businesses that are kind of coming out of a program like this, it's going to be attractive to anybody looking from the outside. John, there was a guy who played football at Baylor that played with my dad in the late 60s, and he ended up uh, doing some modeling. This guy's name was Jay. And if you ever remember those baby back ribs commercials that Chili's did, which were so famous, and you could probably think of the song in your head. Now, you're a little bit younger than I am, but you probably remember those commercials. Well, this guy, uh, his first name was Jay. I just can't think of his last name, but he was the, he was the model or the actor in those Chili's, and then he did uh, modeling as well. So anyway, I was just at the, um, on the Amalfi Coast uh, hanging out in Italy, Kind of, uh, I don't. We didn't go to uh, Milan this time, but um, uh-huh. I was kind of in your part of the world. So anyway, and I yeah. have been to New York during Fashion Week, but I didn't. Okay. I was not. Le- they didn't really allow me into any of the shows. But I bet you've been to all that stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I lived in Milan for a good, a good part of my career in London and in Paris as well. Uh, you kind of have to uh, in the in the fashion world. You know, it's one of the one of the few kind of larger scale industries where. You know, the men are, are really the kind of the afterthought. It's really the women drive everything about that from the cost and what, they, what they're paid. So you got to kind of work harder and hustle a little bit more as a, as a, as a, as a guy to do it because that's just how the, the economics of the industry works. Um, but, you know, speaking of regulations and the complexities, I mean, when I was in that, it was, you know, I was getting paid in seven different countries. I was having to file all the proper paperwork so I wasn't getting double taxed. And, and that is a, a very significant part of the life of somebody who is working in a, in a somewhat complex industry that has lots of different income streams. And so proper structure is, is not just an afterthought. It really should be at the center of anyone's uh, plan as they think about how they want to really maximize their platform, and, and that is especially true for student-athletes. So I, so I, when I look at all the regulations, and, and look, I, I, like everybody else, sort of am standing and waiting and watching to see how all this plays out in the years to come, and we just, we just don't know what that will be. But I can say that today we've got a real opportunity to, 
to make a difference and I think do some really some really interesting work. So I'm excited about that. All right. Well, I'll go by the uh, Mondrian or uh, or maybe uh, the Grove or something Friday night in L.A. and just kind of for a moment try to live your old life a little bit. But um, I do I do find it uh, interesting that a guy who uh, hit it big in Milan and New York City ends up uh, running a, a business in Waco, Texas. But uh, we can we can expand on that another day. John, thank you. Congratulations. This was. Uh, Y'all did a nice job. A lot of the information was very helpful on your website, and um, right. I uh, I appreciate it. Kevin Gall was was hooking us up, and he said, "I said, well, where is this on Twitter?" And he said, well, "Matt, it's on Instagram." And, you know that that shows you my age, John. I'm like, well, my daughter could find that. I'm going to have a little yeah. bit of a struggle, but uh, it'll be you know obviously the IG and all that. The student athletes, it's probably better for them. But uh, great to visit with you, yeah. and uh, look forward to meeting you in person soon. Hey, Matt, likewise. I'd love to meet in person and love to do this again sometime uh, when it makes sense. But thank you so much for everything you're doing. I really do appreciate it. You bet. There he goes. John Passavant. And um, John's done a great job. Startup Waco has really become a – well, it's become pretty well known uh, in the in the, our local industry and uh, helping out folks. And you're seeing a lot of young – used to be you had to make money and then maybe you could become an entrepreneur someday and – some of our friends that run like uh, Common Grounds and Milo's and some of these other people that have advertised with us, um, they Blake's a buddy that comes to mind. They they start becoming entrepreneurs when they're like 25, 26. They own companies. They find a way to do it, and uh, and and people like John help them make that happen. All right, it's the Mosley Show.